Hi, I'm Hillary Walsh, a serial entrepreneur, award-winning immigration lawyer, law professor, TEDx speaker, and raving Phoenix Suns fan. Over the past decade, I've helped thousands of immigrants live free in the United States. I'm talking work permits, social security numbers, green cards, their citizenship, VAWA, T-Visa, U-Visa, and lots of successful appeals. Here's the thing. Immigration law is super complicated and legal advice, well, it can be pretty expensive. So I created the Immigration Law Made Easy podcast to share my 10 plus years of experience with you for free. So if you're looking for tried and true, no BS, step-by-step strategies and tips on how to win your immigration case and live truly free in the United States, you're in the right place, my friend. Let's get started. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's talk about some amazing VAWA process today. Now, in case you're new here, you guys may not know this, but I'm obsessed with VAWA. I mean, truth be told, I'm obsessed with any option that helps people get papers that does not require them to spend a lot of time apart from their family members, because I have personally spent many a Christmas, many anniversaries, many birthdays, very important stuff separated from my husband when he was in various wars in the Middle East because he's in the military. And every Christmas I look back at my Facebook memories and I look at my kids' first Christmas and I had my first kids were twins and they were seven months old. They were just finally able to sit up without like falling over again. And I have a picture of my husband um, FaceTiming with them from Afghanistan, which is kind of remarkable that we have technology now to do that because, of course, 10 years ago we didn't. And I guess this was almost 10 years ago because it's it's been nine years. Um, And I see those photos and I think, you know, I remember how hard that season was for me. And it was a very short season. And anytime I have, I talk to our clients and we maybe have to send them out of the country to Ciudad Juarez, for example, to consular process. I want to go through and make sure that there are no other ways that potentially are available to them in case they want to try to fix without leaving. And VAWA is one of those ways that we found over and over and over that things within our relationships, none of us have a perfect relationship uh, with our spouses, with our kids, even with our parents. And so the reason I love VAWA so much is because it has unlocked the door for so many clients. And I want to talk about the process today because the process is so invigorating. I love VAWA so much that I did a TED talk about it. I We write weekly in a magazine. We write letters to our clients answering their questions about VAWA. Uh, we do this weekly uh, show um, where sometimes, not every time, but like for the month of January, we're talking about VAWA. I have seen it help hundreds and hundreds of people who, especially folks who they had been told that it was just never gonna happen for them because they only have a child who's a US citizen. They don't have anybody else, like a spouse or a parent. And so they were told, no, this is never from other attorneys and maybe other notarios, or maybe they Googled and they found the answer themselves. They've been told this when in reality, there's this other option called VAWA. 
So let's talk about the process because it can feel like a long process, but in the grand scheme of immigration, it's actually really short. The first, there's kind of three main phases. I'll describe the phases and then we'll deep dive into what each phase means. So the, the three phases are preparation, waiting, and finalization. Okay, so the first phase, preparation, in my firm, and probably in many other places as well, is usually a couple of months long because we work directly with you, the client, or if you're doing this on your own, you're gonna go through the instructions on the I-360 and figure out what do I need to do for this form? And then if at the same time you're filing for a green card and a work permit and a advanced parole, which we usually do for an entire green card based on VAWA, you will have to go through the instructions on each of those to figure out what evidence is necessary. So that process alone is kind of a steep learning curve, but it's absolutely doable. If you can't afford an attorney or you don't want to work with an attorney, these forms are available for you online. They're available in English and Spanish and many other languages. So it's available to you. And I have I know many people who've been able to do this process on their own. The way you can find these forms is I would Google USCIS I-360 Espanol if you want it in Spanish or whatever language you prefer to read it in. You'll need to submit it in English, but it's so much easier to read the instructions in your language. The next part of the preparation phase is we interview our clients to figure out kind of what's gone on in your personal life so we can write what's called a declaration. A declaration is really just a fancy word uh, for describing what's happened to you to show that you qualify for VAWA. It's going to include your background, who you're married to, if you're married, if you're divorced, who you're divorced from. It's going to include um, if you have a U.S. citizen child, when they were born, basically establishing that you are, in fact, their parent. And then the extreme cruelty or battery, very descriptively written out to describe to USCIS what's happened to you in your personal life that qualifies you for VAWA. And then you sign this under penalty of perjury which again is like a fancy word for saying uh, if you lie, you're going to get into trouble for it. We also include things, and it's really important that you do as well if you're doing this on your own, you're going to want to include birth certificates, marriage certificates, if you've been divorced, your divorce decree. And if any of these are in a foreign language, you have to include a certified translation. It has to be from someone who signs and basically, again, promises that I am I can speak both languages. Like I would not be able to sign um, a translation from Spanish to English because I can't speak Spanish. So you would need someone who is certified to be able to sign off that this translation for like, let's say a Mexican birth certificate, you have to include the English copy because everything that's in another language has to be submitted to USCIS with a certified translation. You'll also want to include things that show you are a person of good moral character. So one of the things that Uncle Sam loves to see is that you've been filing your taxes. USCIS thinks that if you're filing your taxes, that this is a, a point in your favor of being a person of good moral character. Now, if you haven't been filing your taxes, this is something where you'll want to talk to a professional about, um, whether a tax person or an attorney, to figure out if, if you need to file taxes. Because there's an income level where if you are below that, you don't actually have to file taxes. But if you're above that, what we don't want to do is submit your application without this proof that you have good moral character when it ought to exist. I usually send the last 
last three years of taxes. Now, if you don't have those three years of taxes right now, let's say you've only been filing them for the past two years, I would say, don't worry about it when it's time for us to, when you, it's time for us, it's gonna be pending for a while. Like the second phase that we're about to get into, the waiting period is actually quite long. So you will probably have a chance to be able to send in additional years of taxes. So if you only have two, or maybe you only have one, if you were my client, I would look at this and, and make a decision about whether we wanna wait or not. But the rule of thumb would be the waiting period is long enough. We'll get another tax season in and we'll send in more proof that you are paying your taxes. And I want to like interrupt this program to remind you that this is not legal advice. I am not your attorney. You need to talk to an attorney. Do not consider this as legal advice. After you get all of this together, after we get all of this together for you, and there's evidence if you, it's your, based on your marriage to a spouse, uh, obviously, if you were not if you were married to a child, then that would be a problem. If it's based on you being the parent of a U.S. citizen uh, child over the age of 20, or it's based on your spouse, we need to show the relationship. And so we would show, you know, evidence that you're actually married to this person, or evidence that you're actually the parent of this person. So those are important things, and we get all of it together, and we put it in this beautiful packet that just looks like something you want to approve if you're USCIS, and we send it off, and we send it with USPS tracking so we can watch when it gets there, and then we watch to wait for USCIS to, to cash your filing fee check because you have to send that along with a couple of passport-style photos as well, and then we wait about 15 to 21 days, and we get a receipt back in the mail. After we get the receipt notice, we begin begin the waiting period. And the waiting period right now is about 36 months. So it's a long waiting period. But if we apply for a green card with your VAWA, about seven to 10 months, sometimes six months, sometimes 10 months, sometimes 12 months, it's a range, we get your work permit and your social security number. So the waiting period is long, but you get these two really important documents very early on in the waiting process. And you'll also get a document that's called a prima facie determination around the same time, assuming everything in your case is going correctly. We get these almost every day for our clients. And let me tell you what a prima facie determination means. It's a Latin word, prima facie, that means on its face. And basically it's USCIS saying that I've looked at what you submitted. I don't have time right now to adjudicate and decide the whole thing. But when I look at your what you have submitted, it looks like you've checked every box. And so on its face, I would approve it if I had to just give it a glance. And so it's a really good sign when you get those in the mail that everything is moving in the right direction. It doesn't actually mean that your case is ultimately going to be approved, but it is a sign that, hey, everything is as it's supposed to be at this stage. Also around the same time, again, the like six to 10 month time period, if you applied for it, we almost always do. We tell you if we're not going to, we apply for what's called an I-131 advanced parole, which gives you one opportunity to travel outside the country with permission before you leave, permission to come back in. So you, the government's telling you, I'm giving you permission to leave and I'm going to let you back in. It's not a promise, but it's like, um, it's kind of like having a green card where they're never guaranteed that you're going to be able to get back in the country every single time they have to readmit you. It's unlike a U.S. passport where you're pretty much guaranteed to get back in the country. An advanced parole document is like, we're telling you that we're planning on letting you back in. So don't commit any crimes while you're out. 
go have a good time. You get one shot. It's not a, it's not like a, a thing you can travel on over and over. You get one while your green card is pending. The rest of the t- period in this like 36 month period after we mail it to when you get ideally an approval is just chilling. We are just, we're going to renew your work permit whenever it's time to renew it. Uh, USCIS should automatically send you an updated prima facie determination that's good for another year. And if you wanted to or needed to, we could apply for another I-131 in case you needed to travel again while your green card application through VAWA was pending. After, like once you get the approval, you're either going to get approved or denied. It's going to be one way or the other. You might get a request for evidence. You're going to get something But let's plan on an approval because I want to tell you all the way through to the green card. Let's say you get your approval. Your green card interview will then be scheduled. And so the important thing here is that you can get an approval and you if you're going to get approved, it will get approved without an interview. No one's ever going to sit you down and ask you any questions about what we put in your declaration. No one's going to sit you down before they approve it. They're going to decide based on that packet. That's why like whatever you mail in, that's why whatever you mail in needs to be really good. There's no time to add additional facts. There's no time to talk about, oh yeah, he's also been sending me these text messages. There's no time for you to get to explain if there's an inconsistency in your story. You have to have this locked tight because if you are found not credible, like your story doesn't make sense because maybe you're not a very good writer. I know it took me like 15 years to be a good writer as an attorney. This can be something that's so problematic for you and will haunt you for the rest of your applications. Because once USCIS thinks that perhaps you don't, you're not really on the up and up, maybe you're not telling the whole story. Um, that can that can be something that's on your record and it's going to be hard to disprove later on. So what you send in needs to be excellent. And this is why I'm so proud of our 100 percent success rate. You know, like it is it is a lot of we, we specialize in this. Like this is not something that we just do on the side. This is like this is something I'm so passionate about that is life changing. And it's important that in doing life-changing work, you specialize. And so that's why like, I cannot emphasize enough that if you can do it yourself, I think you should. You know what I mean? Like if I could do my taxes myself, I would certainly want to, but I know my limits and I know that I want it done right because if I don't do my taxes right, I could go to jail. And so these are really, this is a big, big concern. So I hire a professional for it. And once we get your approval notice, like we're, we're planning on positive stuff here, right? Once we get your approval notice, then we, we enter the last phase. And the last phase is we have to get you your um, medical exam done. You have to get basically a physical and make sure that all of your vaccines are all current and things like that. We go to your interview. You have a great interview. Uh, I'm planning on it being one of those that I love going to in the sense of the wait in the lobby is longer than the actual interview. Like you wait in the lobby for two hours and your interview is 20 minutes. And we walk out with that piece of paper that says, congratulations, your case has been submitted for approval. That's what we want. And then a couple of weeks later, we get your green card in the mail. That's of course, assuming all of these things get approved, but that's what the process is for VAWA. Notice that you never leave the country, your spouse or your kids not at the interview with you, and you're not questioned about your VAWA case all along the way, and you have your papers while you wait. All good things for folks. 
Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope this has been helpful because the VAWA process can feel really confusing because not a lot of people are out talking about it. There's not a lot of information. I had a gentleman yesterday who, and I hear this all the time, asked me like, is this a new law? And I explained, no, like, but Joe Biden, back when he had hair, President Biden had hair at one point, He's who helped pass this law to begin with back in the 90s. Like he was a senator then and he helped get this, you know, into law. And so the, the vow has been around since the 90s, since Joe Biden had hair. And it's not new, but it is still so powerful. And now you are empowered to know more about your rights because my friend, they are yours. Whether you have status or whether you don't, you have rights. And as an attorney, it's my responsibility to let you know what those are. Everyone have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in. It's going to be a great week. I'm telling you, I'm just going to go ahead and say it now. It's going to be a great week. My friend, I'm so glad you joined me today. If you have a friend or family member who may need some immigration law guidance or even just day-to-day -day encouragement, please send them a text or email or a DM on social media and say, hey, I think this podcast is going to help you. I sure wish someone had given me the tips I'm sharing here years and years ago when I was starting out as an immigration lawyer. Thank you so much for being here. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Adios.